everyone. Welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope that you guys are having a great weekend so far. It's been a very spicy week in Alberta politics. So let's take a look at what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Up first, Alberta NDP leader Rachel Nolly is blacklisting reporters she doesn't like. We're also going to be taking a look at a new endorsement from former Conservative Prime Minister Stephen Harper. And the UCP is taking heat for their new proposal which would see involuntary treatment for drug addicts. And finally, I have a long-awaited update for you guys on Sheila Annette Lewis. She is, of course, the woman who has been removed from the organ donor transplant list for refusing to be vaccinated against COVID-19. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Okay, guys, up first, Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley had hired security remove two independent reporters from her press conference earlier this week. That was on Monday, and you guys might have seen the clips circulating online. One of the reporters who was removed was the counter-signal editor-in-chief, Kean Bextie, and the Rebel News reporter, Alex Dalwall, was also kicked out of Notley's press conference before they even had a chance to ask her questions. Later on Twitter, Kean said that he had showed up to the press conference because he wanted to ask Rachel Notley about her candidates and their history of defund the police rhetoric. Rachel Notley said recently that if her party is elected on the May 29th Alberta provincial election, she would hire more police officers because we are, of course, in the middle of a public safety crisis. But this was very interesting to anyone paying attention because of the history her candidates have had of defund the police rhetoric. So Bexty went to ask Notley about this, and here's what happened. She's, a, she's a, welcoming me accredited media. But well, I, so I'll I don't take media questions. I mean, the premier took questions from me. So did the mayor well, of Calgary. I mean, what, whatever what they do is, is their bailiwick, right? It's nothing to do with us, right? So you can't understand that. What they choose to do is, is within their purview. All I'm, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a messenger boy here. I appreciate that, but message, uh, so you know, I think that it's totally reasonable that I'm here. I mean, it, it I, may, it may very do you work well for the party? Uh, we're contractors. But so, You're contractors. So, Security contractors to stop media from asking the ex-premier questions? I'm not stopping or? anybody from asking anything. I'm just well, you are, gonna, you are stopping me. Well, if, push comes to shove. I mean, we can get into a debate here. I don't want to get into a debate here. I, I, I don't want to get into a debate here. All I'm saying, you can, to avoid any, any hassle, is that uh, they're not going to entertain your questions. So I don't they're want not going to entertain my questions. So it's as plain as that. That's the NDP position. That's right. Okay. I'm going to take it. We'll go this way. Okay. In a statement to True North after the incident, Bexty said he's accredited by the Alberta legislature. He also said Nolly is, quote, lying, unquote, about basic facts to avoid answering difficult questions. Bexty said, quote, I am seriously worried what will happen to press freedom in this province if she regains power. As I mentioned, Rebel News reporter Alex Dalwell was also removed from the press conference. Rebel News later responded to the incident, writing, quote, Notley accuses Premier Smith of dodging questions, but she removes independent journalists to avoid being held to account. In recent weeks, Rachel Notley has been throwing a fuss, saying Premier Smith is unwilling to take questions from media. Notley's attacks against the Premier ramped up last week after Premier Smith said she would be limiting questions to reporters to one question each. Traditionally, reporters were allowed one question and one follow-up, However, many reporters use the follow-up to ask about an entirely unrelated subject. I, myself, am guilty of that at times. And so Notley took to Twitter to criticize the Premier, saying Albertans deserve a leader that listens and, quote, takes your questions, unquote. She also said, quote, leaders with nothing to hide actually answer questions from the media. Alberta, you deserve better than this. 
And of course, before she hosted her press conference on Monday, Notley made a point to say that she would be taking to the questions for media and then proceeded to throw two independent reporters from the press conference. Now, of course, legacy media has not covered the incident. The Alberta Press Gallery did take the time to write Premier Smith a letter complaining over her new one question per reporter policy, but they have not taken the opportunity to stand up for independent media reporters. The Independent Press Gallery of Canada, of which I and all other True North journalists are a part of, did send a letter to Notley asking her if she would commit to allowing independent reporters into her future press conferences and to ask questions. The NDP leader so far has not responded to the inquiry. Moving into our next story here, Alberta's United Conservative Party has secured an endorsement from former Conservative Prime Minister Stephen Harper. That endorsement comes weeks ahead of a provincial vote in which the UCP need to secure moderate voters in the Calgary area as well as outside of Edmonton. Many moderates were quick to vote for former Premier Jason Kenney, who by the way was a cabinet minister in Harper's government. Harper at one point even called Kenney one of his most effective cabinet ministers. So this endorsement could be a very good thing for Premier Smith, who according to a recent poll is viewed as very conservative according to voters. Here's a look at that endorsement from Harper. Alberta's been through some tough years since 2015, but the economy is finally hitting its stride again and employment is booming. Yet that could all be derailed if the Notley NDP wins. We've seen what they've done before, job killing, tax hiking, anti-energy policies leading to mass layoffs, business closures, and recession. It took years to recover from the last NDP government. We can't risk going backwards again. Vote for Alberta, vote Conservative. Okay, everyone, moving into our controversy of the week, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this story. Alberta's United Conservative Party has considered introducing legislation which would force drug addicts into involuntary treatment if they're considered a danger to themselves or to others. The documents revealing that such legislation has been considered by the government were obtained by the Globe and Mail through an access to information request. The legislation would be called the Compassionate Intervention Act and could be introduced in the legislature as early as this year. That legislation, of course, would only be introduced if the Conservative Party wins the next general election, and I suspect they would need a very strong majority government to introduce such a controversial bill. Colin Aitchison, spokesperson to Mental Health and Addictions Minister Nicholas Milliken, said Premier Smith charged the office with bringing forward recommendations to improve interventions to drug addicts who are considered a danger to themselves or to others. He said the Compassionate Intervention Act was put forward as part of an effort to explore a variety of options. In a statement to True North, Aitchison said, quote, as of this time, no decisions have been made by the government of Alberta. We will continue to build out a full continuum of care, including prevention, intervention, treatment, and recovery, where all Albertans who are struggling with addiction can be compassionately supported in their pursuit of recovery. Alberta NDP leader Rachel Nolley, who does not respond to inquiries from True North, told the Globe and Mail the legislation is too punitive and, quote, is doomed to failure, both from a treatment perspective and a legal one. She added, quote, effective and lasting treatment meets people where they're at and supports them in taking a different path. I strongly expect that the courts would strike down an approach that forcibly confines Albertans who have not been convicted of a crime. On this show, we have talked extensively about the United Conservative Party's government's effort to stem the addiction crisis ongoing in Alberta. Of course, it's ongoing all across Canada and down the western seaboard of the United States, but Alberta is the only province with a real plan that focuses on treatment. At least one doctor was absolutely outraged that the United Conservative Party government had even considered such a piece of legislation. Here's a video she posted on Twitter critiquing the proposal. Hey everyone, so I'm just getting in the car on my way to pick up my kids after school and I just read an article um, about this proposed legislation 
from the Alberta government called the Compassion Intervention Act, where they can force people against their will to be put into abstinence and recovery programs. And I, like, wasn't expecting to have this reaction. But this is, like, so messed up and completely violates the rights of people. And unfortunately, this is a population that most of the, the general population can't identify with. And so they don't care about them. And so it's just this, this population that has no way to advocate for them at all. And they continue to just be forgotten and die without services that they need, without harm reduction, which has evidence behind it. We all know this and get forced into recovery. And this is just wrong. It's wrong and it's devastating. And I will keep pushing. I will keep advocating and just hope that something like this doesn't actually come to fruition because it is, it's just wrong and it's a complete violation and it's not right. So my question of the week for you guys is what do you think of this proposal? Do you think it is more humane than allowing drug addicts to live on the streets? And as one former drug addict once put it to me, to slowly kill themselves? Or do you think that this is likely illegal and inhumane to force anyone into treatment? Please comment in the video below and let me know what you think. Okay, everyone, moving into what we're watching. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms lawyer, who is representing Sheila Annette Lewis, that's the woman who's been denied an organ transplant because she is unvaccinated against COVID-19, is demanding that Alberta Health Services overturn its decision to deny Lewis an organ because she has proved natural immunity. For those of you who have been following the story, you know that Lewis has been dying of a terminal illness. And she was removed from the top of the organ donor transplant list after refusing to be inoculated against COVID-19. She has been challenging the constitutionality of the COVID-19 vaccine requirement for over a year. That requirement was put in place by Alberta Health Services, an Alberta hospital, and six of her transplant doctors. The type of organ that she needs, as well as the name of her doctors, are under a publication ban. Her legal counsel is now demanding that AHS accept her natural immunity in place of a COVID-19 vaccine. And they want Lewis returned to the top of the high priority organ transplant list by April 21st. In a statement, her legal counsel, Alison Paovic said, quote, there is no principled medical or scientific reason to continue to deny Miss Lewis a life-saving organ transplant. She is protected from COVID-19 as she has had it twice. The refusal to accept Miss Lewis's natural immunity as an alternative to COVID-19 vaccination and give her a life-saving surgery is indefensible and a disgrace. On March 29th, Lewis provided her medical doctors with a privately funded medical report, also known as the Conixus Report, which proved her natural immunity against COVID-19. On April 3, one of Lewis's transplant doctors informed her that nothing had changed. She would still need to be inoculated against COVID-19 if she hoped to return to the organ donor transplant list. In a statement, Lewis's legal counsel pointed to an August 22 U.S. Center for Disease Control study, which found that while COVID-19 vaccines have reduced mortality and hospitalization, so has natural immunity to COVID-19. This is the latest update in Lewis's case. As you guys might remember, she has also filed an application with the Supreme Court asking them to hear her case and to return her to the top of the organ donor transplant list. And tragically for Lewis, she only has a limited amount of time. In a November ruling, an appeal court determined that it is a virtual certainty that Lewis will die 
without an organ transplant. So I'm sure I'll have an update in a few weeks for you guys about what the future holds for Miss Lewis. Okay guys, and finally, moving into our weekly comment roundup. Last week, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev came to Edmonton for a visit, and I asked you all what you think of his approach to the legacy media. User Thor Music said, yes, what Pierre Polyev had to say is very refreshing. Great report as always. Cheers. User George German said, Pierre Polyev is a breath of fresh air. I love the way he hands it to CBC reporters. Most of the comments underneath last week's videos were of the same type. It seems that people are very relieved to have a federal conservative leader who is unapologetic for being conservative. It sounds ridiculous that I have to even say that out loud, but it is absolutely the truth. It's certainly been a long time since we had someone in Ottawa who was unafraid to be conservative and to represent conservatives. Finally, user Shell Bell wrote, you are one of the best Canadian independent media channels on here, but please, your hosts need to show more personality. You have what the mainstream media doesn't, which is soul, but you need to show it better. God bless. I thought this was an interesting comment. I am not going to speak for my other True North hosts, which I think are doing a fantastic job, but I will say that 10 minutes is a very short amount of time to bring you an update on what happened this week in Alberta politics. And often when I go to do a bit of editing on my show, I find that I have to cut extra comments and monologues I might've given on a specific issue. So while I do appreciate your effort to get to know me a bit better, I'm on quite the time crunch here and my viewers haven't really appreciated it when I've gone too much past 10 minutes, which I totally appreciate. There's a million podcasts to listen to and most of them go on for quite long. So this is a short, brief way to bring you guys all the news. However, if you are hoping to get to know the host a little bit better, I do recommend you listen to the daily brief every morning we give you an update of the top news stories of the day across Canada, and usually we have a bit of extra time for conversation and debate. It can be quite fun. Okay, everyone, that's all I have time for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Alberta Roundup. Please don't forget to comment underneath the show and let me know what you think about the UCP's discussed proposal of involuntary treatment. And as always, if you're able, please consider supporting us. You can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend and God bless.